these things, if you're keeping them in your house, you are responsible for them. You are providing a storage location for them. You are maintaining them. They are taking up your space and they are taking up your time. So just using those three questions and going back to, do I need this? Do I use this? Do I want this? And applying those to your home, then that can help you to purge and to make the decisions on what you are deciding to get rid of or what to keep. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Today, I am so excited to have Lauren White on the episode for us to talk about some organization organization products that we can tackle over the summertime. I know as all of us transition into summer with our kids at home or wherever they may be for the days during summer, We often all feel a little bit stir crazy and like we can get some things in order at our house. And so I'm excited to have you on here today to chat with us, Lauren, and share the wealth of information that you are with my community. You are the host of the Intentional Edit podcast. I've had the pleasure of having you on the show before. So I appreciate you coming back so we can kind of chat through some of these organizational products for summer. But I'd love to just kind of start out hearing a little bit more about you for my audience. I, of course, get the pleasure of knowing you, but I'd love for you to share a little bit more about yourself and the work that you do with my community. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me back on on to your show. It's always fun to get to talk to each other and really get to know the, the, like you getting to know my audience and me getting to know yours. And so much of what we do, I think crosses over because we help busy moms make things easier in their lives and really simplify. And I think that is the main thing that I do through home organization, decluttering and setting up systems and routines. I have dialed in all kinds of different strategies to simplify every area of the home so that we as busy parents have the ability to spend more time with our kids and our families and doing things that we enjoy so that we can have quality time together rather than always feeling like we are running around last minute having things hanging over our heads that need to be done, living in a stressful, overwhelmed state because of the state of our home. And we can accomplish all of those things and really improve life and spend more time with the people that are our favorite, most cherished people making memories by organizing, decluttering, and setting up quality systems and routines that make everything easier. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's the challenge is it's like this transition into summer you know, it's like maybe a month from now, we won't feel quite as overwhelmed or I don't know, I guess, depending on the way we approach it. I know this is true with the feeding dynamic. Sometimes it's like when we walk into summer refreshed a month in, we're really exhausted, but there's also this element of if we approach summer intentionally up front and almost, you know, if I can use your branding specifically, we can make that intentional edit up front a month from now, we may save ourselves some of that overwhelmed feeling of, the kids are home nonstop. There's stuff everywhere. We just co- keep collecting 
more piles of crap. You know, it just becomes very overwhelming very easily, especially in the summertime. And, you know, something I know that I can fall a victim to is sometimes I get a get on a kick and we do have a home day where now the kids don't have to be at school or we don't have anything on the schedule and I have it in me and the energy where I'm really ambitious and I want to tackle a project that I've been putting off. And so I started completely misestimating the amount of time that it's actually going to take me or the number of interruptions that are actually going to occur with the kids being home. And so I want to do all these different things or I go into that summer season really ambitiously but I maybe bite bite off more than I can chew or I get mid project. And we've probably all been there, especially people that you work with where the house is more of a mess than it started because we're trying to make that progress. But then halfway through, we're almost like, oh no, this is a mistake. What have we gotten ourselves into? How long is this going to take me to actually clean up and organize and put back in a functional way? So can you share with our community of what are some good areas to focus on knowing that we're not going to be able to declutter and organize our entire house over the course of the next three months. At least most of us are not going to, unless our kids happen to have the rare gene that they want to help organize with us or just, you know, cooperate with us in the process. But can you share with us what are some of the best areas for us to focus on when it actually comes to us trying to make more progress rather than just adding to the mess this summer? Absolutely. So obviously everyone comes from a different place in terms of what are their expectations for summer? What does summer look like? And what does, what really happens to your schedule? So if you find yourself in a situation where you are at home more and you're wanting to accomplish some of these home organization projects, then there's a couple of things that I like to involve the kids in because these are doable things. You're also modeling good decluttering and organizing for them to see and they can help. And and when I mean help, I don't just mean like help in air quotes. I mean, they can actually be involved in the, the projects. So one thing that happens during summer is we usually tend to get outside more. So if we are outside, then why not spend that time organizing and decluttering some of the toys that you play with outside, some of the equipment, bicycles, the rollerblades, the, the helmets, the pads, the sidewalk chalk, bubbles, all of these things that uh, tend to get left outside and sometimes become brittle over the change of seasons or they don't apply anymore. Um, there are so many things that just get left out and about in the yard. And your kids can be great at collecting all of the things, bringing it to one essential location, and then helping you sort. For young kids, this is actually great because it's a developmental skill as well. So you can have them sort into categories. So the like equipment that you ride on can go in one place. The creative things like the bubbles and the sidewalk chalk and things like that can go in another pile. The sand toys can go in another pile. And you just sort these things out as much as possible and then decide what you keep. And you need to go through the process of decluttering first. And you're going to toss anything that is broken or you're going to donate, put in a, you're going to put these in a basket or a bin to, to donate the things that you're kids don't want anymore. And then once you have figured out what remains and the thing is that you need, you might also need to replace some things or stock up on some things again, then you will 
organize. And that's when you decide where are these things going to go? Do I need to get a big outdoor container for all of this to go in? Do some of these things need to go in the garage and maybe I need some hooks to hang them up? So the outside toys and equipment, that would be one. Then the second project that I would recommend would be arts and crafts. If you have kiddos that love to be creative and you get those art kits and you open up this big giant box and there's all kinds of different pieces in there. There's equipment. There are little miniature bottles of glue and sequins and oh my goodness, you know what I'm talking about if you have kids that are in the creative space. All of these things accumulate and they tend to find homes in your junk drawers, on a shelf in the pantry, in a craft box, in your child's bedroom. So craft supplies and anything that goes along with the arts and crafts, that's another great thing that you can organize over the summer because you can, again, same concept as before, have the kids find this stuff, have them look for the things, bring it all to the dining room table or a central location where they can start to go over it. They can start to collect the things. And then once everything has been collected, and even if you have containers where you keep all of the craft things, just grab the containers, dump them out, and let the kids be part of the sorting process. As you're sorting, you will notice things that are glue that's dried up or very little left of a supply and have your trash bag ready and just start throwing things away. So you'll notice, even though we're talking about projects that you can tackle where your kids can, where you can organize and your kids can be involved with the organization, you have to remember the decluttering and the purging is a huge part of this. You can't get to the organizing without the purging. So you're discarding the thing is that you no longer need, you no longer use, and you no longer want as you are getting to the part, which is the end part of that's where that organization actually happens. So tackle the the arts and crafts, the same as the outdoor toys and that, and the different like ride on equipment and stuff where you're gathering everything first, you're going to sort, categorize. Then when you see what remains, that's when you get into the true organizing. And that's when you see what kind of containers that you you actually need to do this. I just recorded a podcast episode for my show about specifically organizing arts and crafts with kids that is going to be available this summer as well, where we really go into detail with what to do to get these things done. And then ways that you can organize, like, do you want a craft cart that you can wheel into a closet and then wheel out? Do you need just to have like big bins and have everything in there? And we get into the details of all of that because it's an entire episode just on the arts and crafts organization. But there's so many ways to organize and you will want the the supplies to be available to your kids to depending on their levels of interest and their ages. Obviously, you don't want all of the glitter and glue and all of the mess available to toddlers, but you still want to have it organized if you have older kids and and think about where are you going to store that? Where can they, the older kids use it and have it be available to them when it is an appropriate time to do that so they can still use their creativity. And then the other thing with the arts and crafts, so many of those supplies don't last very long. And you might be holding on to 
paints where there's a watercolor set, but only two of the colors, you know, like the brown and black are still full and everything else has been used up. It's time to toss those, give your permission, give yourself permission to get rid of those things. And then markers, you're, you can give even a very young child a piece of paper with the marker bin and have them go through the markers and throw away the ones that they test and are dried up. And then you will significantly reduce the amount of markers that you have. I also love sorting out like markers separate from crayons and both of those separate from colored pencils. When you have these things available to your kids where they can easily get to them and they are separated, they tend to use more of the supplies because they can see what is there. And then instead of having these at the bottom of a big tote or bin, never getting used only to be discarded years later, when they can see what is available to them, they tend to use those supplies more. And then in time, if they're not using something, that's when you can reassess and say, do do we still need this? Is this something that you are still interested in? And with any organization project, you will want to group like items together. So you might have a separate container for your Play-Doh, then where all of the true like artistic paints and markers and that kind of stuff would be. And again, do sort and then organize. And the third thing that I think is great to do with kids at home is actually go through their clothes. So closets and dressers. And that is another thing where you want them there because you want them to be able to try on the clothes if you don't know what still fits them. And you can go through their things. Same concept again, gather what you have, gather the clothes and separate. You're going to categorize, separate shorts with shorts, pants with pants, shirts with shirts, categorize. And if you have a hand-me-downs where you have a size up when you go to the part where you're organizing and you're putting everything away put the next size in one area so you don't have to go through the bags of from your last kids or totes and you can actually just go to this one container because it is that next specific size and also one thing that I love, which is so easy, is put a bag in your child's closet or in a central location, like in a linen closet in a hallway. And anytime your kids put something on that they refuse to wear because it's scratchy or doesn't feel good, or it's something that you're trying to get them to wear because you love. And every time they put it on, it is a meltdown and they're just not having it. Have a place where you know they're not going to wear it instead of putting it back in the closet and into that rotation again, just put it directly in that bag because that bag is designated for donations. So you want to make it easier for yourself. This cuts down on the need to go through the clothes as often because as they put something on that's too small or they don't like, you just put it directly into the donation bag. When that donation bag is full, it then leaves the house with you. And you can also do this. You can have two bags in there if you have a younger child that you want. And one bag you can have for donations and one bag can be for hand-me-downs. And then you don't have this repetitive cycle where you're constantly having to clean out the closet because they're growing again. You're addressing these issues when they are happening. So you're eliminating that step of a big closet clean out. But If you choose to do this as one of your summer organizing projects and you go through the clothes, you get rid of all the things that they don't like, that don't fit, 
that don't make sense for the seasons and the sizes that they will be in those seasons. And then the closet and the dresser is now organized. You have everything categorized. Once, once that is in place, that's when go ahead, put that extra bag in the closet and start this as a new practice going forward. And then in six months or next summer, when you need to do a closet clean out, it will be a significantly smaller project because you'll have been discarding the items that no longer work for that child as you go throughout the year, instead of having to touch everything a second time by going through them again. Yeah. And I mean, so many ideas come to mind. So that's so many helpful tips. And I'm like, I thinking through my own house and all the different areas of our garage and playroom and kids rooms and arts and crafts corner and everything like that of just areas to go after. But I love it too, because it just feels so much more approachable the way you presented it. Because I think so often, even just with like kids' closets and dressers, we can think back to, or we can think ahead to when we go back to school and we're buying new clothes, we're just kind of like adding on top you know, where what I hear you saying is like really starting at that purging phase where I think so often when we think of organization, at least for me, I think about it kind of two ways. I either think about like, oh, let's go get these organizational containers, or I'm already, you know, at Target, Walmart, wherever, and have these container store dreams in my head. And so I just buy all these arbitrary containers that may or may not actually be what I need. So I'm kind of buying them in advance, thinking that that's going to motivate me to like go on the project. And then of course the containers don't fit or we have more markers than the bin fits or whatever it might be. Or the opposite, if it's in terms of including my kids, my brain kind of thinks of how they respond when I'm asking my kids to like purge their levies all their stuffed animals. Like they don't want to lose any of them. Like when we're trying to get rid of Barbie stuff, it's like, they don't want to get rid of any of it. So in my head, I always kind of think of my kids aren't really going to want to cooperate with this process because my goal of purging and my idea of purging is going to look different than theirs. And so when I have these kind of like ambitious organization days, I almost am assuming that my kids aren't, or maybe can't participate because of the perspective I come into it with where I love Hearing you say it makes it so much more approachable with any of these things. One, I think it helps get them involved from, like you said, the marker testing or kids sort different things. And like those things, it's like they can totally do. And they may not stay with it for the duration of time that I do to kind of see the organization through. But something I know is that once I get into that process with them, oftentimes they're content with me doing whatever little project I'm working on because they normally like find something they didn't even remember that they have. And so it's like, as we go through some of those things, it may be the thing that's kind of discarded on a normal basis. But as soon as you kind of go through purging it and saying, we're going to get rid of the container, we're going to consolidate the color, where all the colored pencils are and things like that. Then it kind of like elicits a new interest in that item. So it buys me a little time to keep carrying on with the project while my kids are entertained and, you know, self-entertained with one of the things that they found that either it gives it a second life or it kind of lets it have its final life before we pass it on or do need to purge it or, you know, find a new home for it. Or maybe it's just find a new home in our home for it. But that gives me a lot of different really good ideas for myself, but also I know for a lot of my listeners. Absolutely. And one thing that's important to remember is our kids don't have an attention span the same that we do. So when you're talking about you have all this energy and you want to tackle an organization for an entire day this week, that your kids can be involved in pieces of the, the organization. So like you said, they all of a sudden have something that is occupying their time and that's entertaining them. So maybe that allows you to go through 30 minutes 
of uninterrupted organization where they're right there with you, but they're working on something else. And when we have to be realistic with our expectations of these home organization projects that are happening this summer, as we do all year, yes, get the kids involved, but also take breaks and realize that their attention span is not going to be what yours is make sure that it is age appropriate and take a little break. And it might not be a one day project. It might be something that you could do on your own in a couple hours, but we're going to drag it out over a couple days. And we do the gathering of the supplies in one session. And then we take a break or go to an activity. And then when we come back later in the day or the next day, then we have the kids sort things out and you break it up for what is appropriate for the ages of the kids in your family. Yeah. So I love that because I think it's like, I often wait for ambition to strike for me to get on one of those organizational kicks. And it's almost like my husband can see it in my eyes when I'm like, Oh, I'm after it. Like I want to do all the things in all the areas and, you know, um, but tell us how some of like, what are some of the strategies we can do? Cause I think there's that balance between planning it out and knowing, Oh, this is going to be a multi-day project and yet not losing steam versus me having the steam up front over committing but it's mis like planning per se, but because I'm in it, then I almost like have to finish it versus those projects that feel so big and maybe aren't the areas of the house that I really care to tackle as much. You know, I'm thinking of like one of our attic spaces where I'm like, I know I need to do it. Houston summer does not really when I want to do it, but that is definitely where I need to get to, but I just delay it and kind of like procrastinate it. So walk us through what are some of those strategies that we can be successful with in order to start properly do and complete some of these purging projects over summer and not just do one part of them, you know, start it, but don't do it properly or get halfway through, do it properly and then not ever finish it for weeks on end. Kind of what, how could we go about those projects? So one thing you said is all like when your husband can see it in your eyes, like, okay, I'm on a mission. I'm going to get this done. When we, Sometimes that's a great way to start a project, but other times all that does is that gets us started and then we get in over our heads. And the reason that that happens is because you have this great intention, but you don't have a plan and the plan is not in place. And you're, so you're not following a proven process. So you need to know what the end goal is. And then what is the process that is going to get you there? You're always going to have decluttering being the main part. You have to purge. You have to touch everything, look at everything, and make decisions on everything. If you don't do the proper steps for the decluttering, then you miss out when you get to the organizing. And like what you said before, where you go to the store and you see all these bins, and so you buy the bins first, and then all of a sudden the bins don't work. That's because the the process, you're not following a process, you're not going in order. The containers that you purchase, which are oftentimes a motivator or what kickstarts us into wanting to organize, the getting those first actually derails the plan because we don't know what storage we need until we've done the decluttering and we have everything sorted into categories so we can purchase the containers according to what we actually need to store. And and We also have to think, what is the space available to us to store the items in? Do you have deep shelves? Do you have a closet? Do you have an area where you have giant containers that can stack? All of these things play a role because not only do you have to know the size containers in terms of what you have to store inside of them, you also have to know where are these going and what space is available to me to store the containers. 
So, so the plan, the, the plan and the process are key to having success with anything. And you need to know how to properly declutter and be confident in the questions that you ask yourself to remove the items that are no longer serving your family. And then you also have to have the proper plan and the steps to organize properly so that you can get the organization done the way you want it to. So you don't find yourself in a few months down the road needing to tackle this same organization project again. Yeah. I love that. Especially because I think as parents, it's easy for, to hear our kids say, Oh, I want this, that, or the other. And we're like, well, we're not going to buy that until we go through what you already have of whatever category that might be. And yet as a mom, I know I so often can be like, oh, sure, let's just go get that organizational container because of course more is better of organizational containers. And yet it's like, it's just adding to the clutter. It's not actually solving the problem. And so I love, I know that you share with your audience all the time, one-on-one, but also um, on the podcast, that plan and that process and how it all gets together to be an efficient and effective flow. Um, But it helps me kind of think through as I go into summer with some of this eagerness of like, oh, right, there's an order I have to follow in order to have a semblance of order in my home that I can go through. So I love as we wrap up, one thing that you mentioned was, you know, how we have in the purging process, we have to touch and like see everything. And I know from like the Marie Kondo type world of everything, it's like, does this spark joy? I think is her phrase or something. But you made the comment of, you know, if it's something that's no longer serving your family, is there ever like a phrase or how do families come up with kind of what their go-to phrase is, whether it be the parent, you know, the mom, most of my audience being moms, holding that item and asking themselves, is this something that I keep for whatever random day may never happen? Or is it time to pass it on? Or when we're trying to invite our kids in the process and we are having them participate what what kind of phrase could we maybe use with them of, is this serving you well anymore? You know, I know with my kids, I often say like, is this still bringing you joy or have you already had your joy with it? Of kind of like, has that passed? Because then they can kind of start to see maybe someone else will find joy in it, but I'm kind of done with it. But do you ever have, do you have a saying or anything that you feel or find is effective and helpful for families with that? There's definitely a couple things. And in my program, as we go through this in great length, and a lot of times it's not even the kids that have trouble with the purging, it's the adults in the home. And so I have lists of questions that you can ask yourself so you can confidently purge. But one of the very basic things that we can say are these three questions. And is is this something that I need in my home? Like is Or need it, use it, want it are the three things. So do we need this? Do we use this? Oh, and do we even want this? Because sometimes we have to have something because we need it. It is something that is relevant or it is something that we use and it's something that is going to stay because it is useful to us. And then when we get to the last one, do I want this? It's, if you really look at that and think, is this something I really want? Do I really want to spend my time cleaning this, maintaining this, taking care of it? Do I, is this my, even my style anymore? Do I still like how this looks? If this is something that you purchased a long time ago or it that was a gift to you, do you really want this or are you keeping it out of guilt? And a lot of times initially we think that we want something, but we're 
keeping it because of obligation. And it's now time to give yourself permission to release those things, donate those things. There are people out there that want the things that you are not using, that you don't need, that you actually don't want. So these things, if you're keeping them in your house, you are responsible for them. You are providing a storage location for them. You are maintaining them. They are taking up your space and they are taking up your time. So just using those three questions and going back to, do I need this? Do I use this? Do I want this? And applying those to your home, then that can help you to purge and to make the decisions on what you are deciding to get rid of or what to keep. Of course, the this we go way more in depth with this in like programs that I offer, like the Simplified Home Masterclass, because when you are going through your entire home and you're tackling a home organization from every single room, you want to do it properly. You don't want to get in a situation where you've kind of put a little effort in here and there and tackled a project in this room or this drawer. And then all of a sudden you have to go back and do these things again. We want to dial in the home organization. And that means the decluttering the organization and getting those routines in place that keep the organization happening. And the routines are what simplifies everything so that we don't go back to that original space of everything being disorganized and messy and feeling like, uh oh, here I am again. I have to tackle another big organizing project. Yeah, so helpful. Okay, so need, use, and want. Those are going to be some very helpful phrases for me to think through, especially as I kind of get that ambition going into summer of all these areas that we want to tackle. So Lauren, this has been so helpful for me and I know for so many of my listeners. So I appreciate you taking the time to help us walk through, you know, how we can go through the summertime and what purging projects to begin initiating. For more follow-up, I know I should need to have you back on the show as we get towards the holidays and another purge is probably in order, you know, before we add to it. Tell listeners who want more info on how to keep going, whether it be in and during summer and thereafter, how to, you know, continue to work towards this process of organizing their home and bringing some order into their living space. Where can they find you and how can they work with you? Absolutely. Um, I have a podcast called The Intentional Edit Podcast. You can find me pretty much on most social platforms at Intentional Edit. I'm not super active on social media, but I do respond to all of my direct messages. And you can also go to intentionaledit.com for tons of great information over there. It's a huge resource with all kinds of information for anything relating to home organizing, purging, and setting up those systems and routines. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. I appreciate having you on the show and all the help that you offered my listeners. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun to chat with you. I don't know about you, but that conversation with Lauren really got me feeling less overwhelmed and just more orderly about how I can be intentional organizing my home this summer, including my kids in the process and thinking through what things are worth keeping and what things might be beneficial to pass on and bless someone else with. So I hope that this was helpful for you, especially as we gear up towards the summer months, whether your kids are already home from school or you're just kind of looking at the summer calendar and planning some of your priorities. I know that how we take care of our home and how we organize our home and bring order into our home can be really important. And obviously I normally focus on that in the kitchen area, but I love all the advice that Lauren gave us. I wanna encourage you to scroll down in the show notes to get all the links to access the resources that Lauren offers 
as well as to find her podcast, The Intentional Edit, as well.